Alright guys, welcome to Rift Insight Season 1, Episode 6. If you guys are watching this as a VOD much later on, just like the video, comment down below is all I ask. That's pretty much it. And for a little bit of inside for a little bit of in insight into um, the League of Legends world, there's not much news going on right now, other than the fact that I will dominate posted that uh, Pobelter is getting benched for the final week of the LCS 2020 summer split for CLG. And yeah, people are definitely questioning the move because Pobelter is their best player. So that's also something we'll talk about as the show unfolds. And this week, we're actually joined here by a guest. It's like the first guest we ever, we've ever actually had on. It's actually the other guy from the other podcast, and that's Hedgy. How you doing, man? Terribly okay. Pretty good, you know. <laughs> so use uh, the same the, response before. So for the people who uh, don't know who you are, who the hell are you? Uh, well, you know, I might call myself, I guess, a bit of an analyst. I'm a coach in OCA <laughs> uh, for a team. I've been in the coaching uh, area of uh, Order Academy, and now I'm coaching a team that's... Uh, pretty much going for scouting grounds so you know trying to get into um you know opl or ocs and yeah so i'm a coach in uh over here and uh you know we might not be as good as na but you know na is not very good to begin with right but yeah i'm a massive c9 fan as well so i do a lot of analysis for their games and uh you know trying to talk to see what they're actually doing with their drafts currently I don't know how you even go to the group and talk to these people. Some people come up with the laziest excuses <laughs> in the world. Holy crap. This guy this guy said Blabber was the best jungler due to like stats. And I was like, yeah, that's you know not like untrue. The issue here is that stats are not gameplay. And like five people like this come. I'm like, are these five people retarded? Like what? <laughs> Give me those map. What are those matchups? Like jungle proximity. How long was that jungler in your lane? Like people are just so dumb. It just blows my mind. I was like, stats are not gameplay. Do I have to like literally like explain it to you in like in a book dictionary about what I actually mean? He's like, well, stats are gameplay. They come for the game. I'm like, yes, you moron. That is true. But that's not reflective of actual champions moving in the game. Like. Do I have to spell it out for you? Like, what is this? What are these bronze <laughs> people? That's aggressive right there, man. What are you talking about? I'm nice. Come say hi. But how are you guys doing today? How you doing, I'm Mr. Buff Guy? That's me. Is that me? I think so. No, I, I'm pretty sure he's talking to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing pretty good right now. I mean, I, I'm still trying to catch up on a few of the games since I didn't get to catch all of them recently. Mm -hmm. but... The most part, I watched like ninety percent of the games now. Sorry, guys. There's Vin Diesel outside. If you hear that, but um, so let's go over CLG first. So CLG, I think by consensus, are the worst team in the league. Uh, I thought that them having Pobelter <laughs> would have put them in the eighth spot, and it actually did for a little bit there. And they were actually at fourth place about a few weeks ago when when we were at like week six, and then right after that, they just started losing a bunch of games like. It's not really a hot take if you tell me that Dig and IMT are better than CLG. I would rather have Dig or IMT make the playoffs over CLG, honestly. That's just me, you know? No, I think... You want to you, you go? I didn't know... No, 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 it's all good. I was going to make a joke. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Always making jokes. Never. <laughs> I feel like CLG started off actually surprisingly a little bit stronger than Dignitas did and both uh, IMT did. But uh, with the with the addition of uh, Lorem and Insanity in the mid lane for Immortals and uh, 
what's it called? And Dignitas adding a few other people because with with the addition of Dardock, I don't think he's like the most amazing jungler, but he did transition their play style from kind of try to scale into late game to try and then hopefully you don't lose before then to at the very least try and stuff make stuff happen in the early game. I mean, now essentially they win, they they do moderately okay in the early game and then never do anything again. Like they just mm -hmm. sit there and let the game end. So I'm I'm not sure which one's better, but I think that CLG might be the worst team because again, if they're removing Pobelter at that, there uh, there's absolutely no way they're the best team. Like they're not the worst team. Like that's the only competent player on that team. Hmm. Edgy, what do you think? Oh. No, but uh, I think uh, my big thing. Oh, you here? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say like the. They've lost six in a row, so they're probably in the the worst form in the league. But you could make an argument for them probably not being the worst. But yeah, they're they're pretty bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they I mean, it's not like any of the bottom. Like in EU, I feel like even when SK, I mean, uh, uh what's his name, Shalka was like at the very bottom. They had at the very least made aggressive decisions and stuff, and just it would all fall apart because they were dumb. Like these yeah. bottom teams in NA just don't know what they're doing. Like, they literally just kind of sit there and hopefully, like, at the very least, hope the game doesn't end before they can make some sort of aggressive play around the map or, like, win a team fight on an objective. Like, there are almost no positives to what I would say is, like, the the uh, play style of both, I mean, of all IMT and all these players. They just, did you, I think, did you so. see the game? Did you see the game where he faced, um, what was it? It was Team Liquid versus CLG. Ruin went for an all-in died under tower and was completely useless the whole game. <laughs> just, yeah, I saw just... all of those games that he did that this season. <laughs> it was not a singular. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what, cause like they're terrible, but at least they're attempting to team fight at least out of bad situation. I mean, every team is going to attempt to team fight. Eventually. If, if you're getting beat down, you're eventually going to have like the worst team. Like obviously the worst game of the entire season was dig and, uh, what team was it they faced that one time where they actually like Immortals had a it was it Immortals? It was it no, I think it was a was it FlyQuest? They had it was it was three players with no kill participation, no deaths. Like they somehow managed to not actually like participate in the game. And it seems like the uh the mentality of the team transitioned so drastically when they added Viper. Like that's my biggest problem with it, is that they not only added Viper, but they started like instead of doing these kind of weird ganks that Dardock literally didn't he didn't really do anything besides gank past the early game he just mm -hmm. constantly ganked and then they just hopefully win off their leads now they just look for skirmish they're trying to copy some of the top teams they look for skirmishes in the top or oh, talking about dig game. okay yeah, so they're, they're, yeah they're, okay we'll talk about dig yeah, so saying, looking I'll, I'll, at dig right now they're just like okay how do i say this while trying to be mean because i know there's people that are going to watch these videos eventually go like oh my god he was shitting on my team okay so dig are some games they're trying like in the eg game they're trying then there's also some games where they're just giving over everything so like it's very hard to judge on what day what team they actually are because they have dardock who is their whole early game and then you also have phoenix who is, I don't think Phoenix is a bad mid laner. The issue with Phoenix is that he's so exploitable. Like, he's always going to play aggressive. He's not going to ever ward for his jungler. You know, he's always susceptible to games because he constantly plays forward. He's not a player you can rely on because he's never going to take precautions. So his aggression is never the, it's always an issue where the team falls apart too. Because, like, he, they're usually getting behind by him either dying or the rest of their team just falls apart consistently, you know?
but that's just me so far with just the you. dig mid laner. Now, I still kind of understand why the, why the dig fans are mad because they took out Lorlo and it did, didn't really, really, really feel like they got anything, you know, with Viper. You know, like they didn't really get anything with him. They can't, they actually got a worse player if you're really looking at it. They actually just got someone worse. And then the bot lane's been their best part, but the bot lane can't do anything if the top side of the map map is just bad. You know, like Dardock, he doesn't really do anything outside of let's say 23 minutes into the game. Like his mind just completely falls apart if his team's not ahead. So that is kind of what their whole team is. So you have inconsistent top and mid, then you have good bot lane and a jungler that's trying to get their mid laner over the hump, which I don't think is really good so far, but I would still rather have them in playoffs over CLG. Please have them in. Dig, swear to God, please make it over CLG. They are actually much better, and that's not saying much. Good God, please Dig make playoffs. Jesus, what is this roster, though? Like, why are they signing? Why are teams still signing Dardock? Like, are they that desperate? Like, surely there's someone in Academy who's never played. Just put him in. Give him a chance, man, of a data. <laughs> I just, I don't see any good junglers. Like, honestly, I think the weakest role in the entirety of the NALCS is the jungle because I don't see a single competent one inside this role. Like, as much as I want to say just throw somebody in there, like, there's, like, if we don't have anybody in the LCS, I almost don't see anybody happening in the academy either. Like, I think it all comes down yeah. to a coaching. It should, if we want to develop players, we have to give coaches, get coaches to understand the jungling role. Because it seems like that's the biggest problem right now is junglers not knowing what to do inside of the pro scene. It's like solo queue tendencies tra- trying to translate onto the uh, professional scene, and it's just yeah, yeah. And that translates to champions as well. Like all the champions that you see in like, and kind of changed like slightly in the last month or so I've noticed, but definitely like the first split, which is filled with it, we're like. Why is like Rexai being drafted like every second draft? And he was like really high prioritized. And like Lee Sin, you could argue definitely like isn't as strong as a lot of junglers. And I mean, he has a bit of flexibility, but he's still like a real solo queue focused champion. Rexai, at least. Well, what a f- bloody f- flip. I'm going to. Yeah, I don't even sweat. understand it. You know? Yeah, why is Elise picked like all these sort of early game <laughs> bloody champ solo queue type champions that I don't understand why they're being picked when there's so many better ones available and it's. It was really confusing, and yeah, sure, you've seen that in the in the lanes and stuff a lot. But I feel like jungle was the main position that really just had those solo queue champions for some reason. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's the big thing about it. It's all these. I feel like it's the players themselves coming out with these things because Rexai does somewhat counter the uh, Lee Sin in terms of just ability to skir- skirmish in the early game because he can interrupt most mm. stuff. But that's. I think again, it's not a big enough reason for me to say that he's able to be picked because again. Leeson scales substantially better than Rek'Sai does. Like, even if you can huh. interrupt pretty much all of his abilities, it doesn't matter. Like, I yeah. think, I think the, the reason I don't like these picks is because if to beat one of these picks, a players that pick these like top tier, like some these leases and stuff, you, there's only a few teams in the world that I think can actually pull them off consistently, which is like the Invictus Gaming and all that stuff. You have to be somebody who, once they get a lead, knows how to close out the game. There's no one in the LCS like that. There's no team that is hyper-aggressive in the early game and able to continually push their lead to an advantage and close out the game with that. So I think Except they should C9. just settle. <laughs> well, yeah, C9 in the past. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's unfortunate. I mean, I don't even know if Blabber can play those picks, to be fair. I'm, I haven't really seen him play him too often, but I'm, I'm sure he could. They're not the most complex champions. But uh, again, I, I just I don't think there is a team in NA who should be tr- putting most of the carry potential on the jungler because it seems to be the weakest role that we have. So... Yeah. I don't know. 
No, let me. I mean, okay, so. In terms of that, I mean, you have to kind of factor in the teams are going to play towards the meta. So we want players to not play a certain play style. So giving them certain champions would be the good idea. But now when I watch certain games, why are we just randomly picking Malphite? Where where does that come from? Where, what, what is that for? Like, can someone explain it to me? Unless I'm just actually stupid. Where does this Malphite ever come from? Malphite just is randomly meta. Oh, I, I know why. Because he's simple. Bad top laners can win with him. Does Malphite have ult? No. Then you can go in. If Malphite has ult, your ADC better not have flash because ADC is going to flash it. It's like it's one of those mind games. But I don't think Malphite is really going to do anything in terms of NA. Because if you're going to international competition, I don't think Malphite... My God, play Malphite against some of those Chinese top laners. You are going to get absolutely curb stomped. Like, the, oh, Lord. Because they're using it as a champion to shut down something. But... It's so situational to per, to use Malphite. I, I just don't think he translates well into, into competitive unless you build a comp around him. But that's just me, personally. So... What would you say would a comp around a Malphite be like? Like, what do you mean? Like, like Yasuo, Gragas, stuff I like just, that? I don't think Yasuo would ever... Like, I just... I don't know. I've never really appreciated most of it. Like, I did like a... What's his name from Cloud9? I, I did like it when he played it but that's pretty much the only time I've seen it successfully used. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't... I don't like Yasuo in general. It, it takes a lot of, like... Because you have the knockup co uh, compositions. You have Gragas, Yasuo, knockup, Malphite, just, I mean, you can throw you in there. You don't really have to put that many knockups. It's definitely a capability because it gives you a lot of ability to engage, but I mostly, like, had, I feel like... I, I feel like you didn't like the uh, the Rex side at least in, like, like a... Yeah. No, if you didn't like it, it's fine. I, right, I so... Just, I want to ask Hedgy, since you're a coach, since you always talk about draft, this panel literally have an eight-paragraph structure on draft. What is a picture-perfect <laughs> ideal draft for you, since you are a coach? What is your what is your basis for a draft? Do you like going for, you know, well, it depends on what side you're on. So let's say you're on blue side, right? Let's say you're on blue side. What are you right. drafting? Well, I mean, it depends. For one, like, it depends on the team, because, like, different teams are better good at different things right so like okay. tsm for example i think they're the best when they play those like pushing style comps so they play a bit slower i don't think they're good at team fighting or like you know right? big macro calls and that sort of oh stuff God. they like dominated us when they slowed down the game where they pushed the lanes where they got Can't set up around objectives yeah exactly and i think they're good at that sort of style and then c9's good at you know your early game team fighting all that sort of stuff but for me ideally um you know i'm trying to pick up the karma i'm trying to pick up the graves uh on that on that first slot, I think they're uh, just completely broken right now, particularly Karma, um, where she can be flexed multiple positions mm -hmm. um, and she can go multiple builds. And she's good at every stage in the game. And that's going to change when Cherku gets nerfed. But she can shove early uh, and get lane pro. Um, and then in the mid games, you know, she's got the shields for the team fights, got a lot of damage from the team fights. And then late game, she's just a monster. One of the best scaling champions in the game with the shielding uh, she can provide. Basically, mm -hmm. a bloody extra teammate with the type of shielding she can provide. Um, and then Graves is just, in my opinion, one of the best jungles right now. Uh, probably the best, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm forgetting anyone else. Yeah, I think I think here. Trundle. Trundle? up there. <laughs> Trundle's not even top five. Why are they <laughs> stupid champion? Um, he's okay, Trundle, but again, teams don't pick him in the right spots, uh, which kind of makes him useless. Uh, but... Yeah, I think I think I'd be going for Graves, Karma, Volibear's another one that I that I think is really strong right now, and the fact that you can flex in uh, adds to that as well. But 
it, 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 it is very dependent on, again, what your team uh, is good at. I think still mostly the... What if I'm trying to play for side okay? lane? Like, what, what if I'm trying to play for side lane pressure? Because there's, there's a lot of teams champions. that do that. In the LEC, teams like Origin, teams like Mad Lions, yeah. they always play for side lane pressure. We don't, but in NA, guys, if you're watching, NA does not play for side lane pressure. They're always going down mid. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. Nobody plays for side lanes. And I'm just like, what the hell? Why is no team in NA play for side lanes? It's constantly. It's always run it down mid. In the C9 Golden Guardians game, you know what Golden Guardians did? Like, we're winning, all right? You know, we could play for the other lanes that are also winning. Nope. Just run it down mid. Like, what is that? I don't know, man. Is it? Are you talking about, like, it, bruisers? Just, I mean, it depends. Um, are you on, like, somebody playing Fior? Like, what do you mean by side lanes? Split pushes, like... like Champs like Scion, champs like Rise, things like that, that are really good in side lanes that, that create pressure. Things like even Yorick is also a good side laner. I don't think anybody's... I don't really like Yorick right now, man. But, you know, is these are just... These are just, um, uh, just examples I'm throwing out there, you know? Hi, Nick! Is it easier if I just use my team as, like, an example? For, yeah, like, give what, yeah, sure. what yeah, 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 yeah sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Cause it's, like, hard to explain it for, like, any team because, obviously, teams are going to have different, different ways mm -hmm. of looking at it, but... Yeah, in terms of my team, so we're a bit more to get like that TSM style where we're a bit slower. We play well when we play slow. Uh, we like pushing lanes. We like getting lane priority. Um, so my job as a coach is to get comps where they do push in. They do have winning lane matchups. Uh, they do have early control. Maybe not early controls and just killing the enemy, but just, you know, not allowing the enemy to, you know, kill you and, and get objectives and get leads. And then trying to make that comp also scale. So like Caitlyn mm -hmm. Karma, for example, is really good for me because like, Karma is going to provide the scaling. They're going to provide the push. They're going to win lane most of the time. But at the same time, Caitlyn's a pretty decent scaling ADC. Karma's great at scaling. So those sorts of champions. Uh, I had uh, opponent pick Jax against me a few mm -hmm. few days ago, and we, we picked Jax. Oh, no, they picked Camille, sorry, against me, and I picked Oh, Jax yeah, because Jax so and like, Camille are, are actually making it their way back, actually, now. Well, Jax just got yeah. left right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and Jax scales extremely well, but also wins that lane against Camille. So, like, Camille never wins the mm -hmm. game at any point. So, you want to try to do that. Um, what about champs like know, Set, champs like Kennen? Yeah, I... Because Kennen's good in side lanes, too. Kennen and Set are also good in side lanes. Just depends on how your matchup goes. Broken Blade played Aurelia. That was going really well for him, too. Because Licorice got in front of him, blew his flash, and the way pushes into him. I was like, you lost the lane. Lane phase is over we, at that point. I hated it. We that banned game, set a lot. We banned set a lot because he's very good flexibility. We don't really have too many people on our team mm -hmm. that can play him. So, so he's a very, you know, good champion against us. We haven't really seen too much Kennen, but like, I just think Kennen's not very good. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I see him pick him, he gets countered by Sars or doesn't do anything. Like he's just, I don't know. I don't like him in my opinion. I think he's okay. kind of very, very good at like one or two things, but other than that, he's kind of useless. Okay, so what about for like mid lane? How would you play for mid and jungle priority? Uh, mid's interesting right now because I think it's they're, they're kind of they're either picking you know your Blancs, you know your early game pressure, and then there's a lot of champions like TF and Gallery that came up in you know last month or so where they're trying to get to the side lanes and roam, and you hadn't seen that too much up until now, um, and then. You know, you still do see control mages and stuff, but it, it's very flexible. I think it's really just what your mid laner specifically likes playing a lot of the time. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can see in NA, I mean, there's so many different mid laners being picked. 
Um, and I typically like to go with Zoe. I think Zoe's really good. Um, I think she has good scaling, and then she can shove in lanes and be really oppressive into a set of matchups. We also like going for Echo a lot as well, but that's kind of a champion that's specific to the player on my team. So, And now we get to Cloud9. So Cloud9, <laughs> if you guys didn't actually know, Cloud9 are actually now 2-5 and five in the back end <laughs> of the summer split. And fun fact, this week was the first time they've actually went 0-2 since 2018 summer. They've actually only went 1-1 one one since then. That's crazy, isn't it? It's pretty impressive. So, honestly. C9 lost to 100 Thieves. People are like, okay, whatever. It's just a one-off game. It's best of one. They lose to EG. It's like, this is this is like kind of concerning. Then they lose to, who else they lose to? TSM, Golden Guardians. <laughs> like, then they lost to Shelka. I mean, see, the Liquid game, I think they got mad at the Liquid game. Because against Team Liquid, they actually weren't losing. They actually weren't even losing at all until the cop. Like, yeah. a lot of them come down to, like, a singular mistake. I, like, I, my big thing about, if we look at the TSM game, I think that was, I'm going to point it mostly on Licorice, like, for the most part. I think there's a few times where, uh, what's his name, Blabber engaged a little bit too far ahead, and he wasn't able to really follow up on it because he was too far back. But, I mean, Licorice never, just genuinely never got into a place where he was able to really follow up on decent engage. Like, he was always too far back from uh, the front line. Until... Mm -hmm. Like, the late game, like, if you saw the very last fight, that was a really good engage from Licorice, but at that point in time, it's just too late. Like, there's not, he doesn't have enough damage, there's not, like, literally no one else has the items to be able to kill off the team. Is like, it drafting really... that's hurting C9? Because I don't think the drafts are terrible. I didn't I think the last like... game, the draft was the worst. You think so? You Probably. think that, like, I feel like, like they I... really could have made yeah. that pull off, but, I mean, they just genuinely played it so poorly. Like, I think... Like, Licorice genuinely, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like he knows how to play cannon. Like, that was horrible. Like, he's, I, <laughs> I mean, mean why, why would he get in front of Aurelia? He blows his flash. It wasn't and even then a I, big problem. Like, the, the big thing about it is he never really fully positioned properly. Like, it just seemed like he positioned him as a squishy because cannon's squishy, when in reality he has to play more so in front of the front line, like, or towards the front line so he can follow them up. Like, he never engaged first in any of the team fights. He was always following up on an engage by Volleybear. Or he and he was always a little bit too late to be able to like actually get a full off. Ult. Like if you look at the dragon fight, right after the dragon fight, Volibear got an extremely good ult off, and Kenan never actually got to anybody. He never. And then Demonte made the game winning play when he got uh, when he killed two of them, and then they got dragon, and they got Baron. I was like, I mean, it wasn't the a game winning play. They were they were out of cooldowns. They couldn't they couldn't have got out. Like they, that was just it at that point. They're out of cooldowns. There's no ults left. Volibear stuck in the middle of the team because he ulted into them. Like, they were just going to lose that fight regardless. So, my thing with C9 is that they've actually never had a slump this whole year, all the way up until right now. So, that's the issue. Because this week they face Dig and they face CLG. So, you'd assume they go 3-2-0, right? They could still fight for first. It just depends on how the TL and TSM games go. That's just pretty much all it is. Fourth. FlyQuest are 10-6. Oh, they're not far at all. They're only two games up, huh? No, one game up. So let's go to the C9 draft here, actually. Let me show you guys my screen right here. Oh, hey, Nick. Yeah, we'll get your comment in just a moment. Let me just pull up this right now for them right here. I so think you have the C9... play that as well. So you have the C9 draft right That's here. Right. Let me bring it back right here. So, so there you go. This is the draft. I mean... Giving Blabber Trundle, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world because he was he wasn't really playing you know well on Lee Sin these last games they were actually losing though. 
But that's just me personally. You know? Who are you talking about? Blabber? Yeah, because every time they gave him him the lease in, he get early game lease, but he's not exactly translating it into anything else. He's constant like 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 with Lee Sin, you're supposed to be constantly pushing the pace of the game. Oh, we're but it felt like he wasn't doing it. Yeah. Okay. So C9 ban, Karma, Caitlin, Galio, Twisted Fate, LeBlanc, Golden Guardians, Van Kale, Shen, Nidalee, Sona, and Olaf. <laughs> Hedgy not liking that one. He's just like, oh, these teams are God. trash. Olaf and Nidalee, like what? <laughs> they're banning away from closer. They're banning. They're banning away from closer. They're like, no, you're gonna carry too hard. So you, we'll take away from you. I'm just kidding. Graves gets through this whole draft. It's so funny. Um, I understand though. So I don't. I've never liked Nautilus with Aphelios because I feel like okay. Aphelios is just a hyper carry late game scaling champion. And not, but Nautilus is well, because buff, Mr. Buff guy, he would know about the support priority because Nautilus is like literally first picked or banned for most supports now, right now. You it's know? just because he has so much. He's in, also in, into Morgana. Yeah, you cannot do anything into Morgana. That's the worst part, honestly. I think Morgana is like the reason I ban Morgana essentially every single time is because I play yeah. only eight supports and she okay. just makes everybody have no fun. She, <laughs> Morgana, she shields herself. And then she cues you, and you lose the trade. If you engage on the ADC, unless she's just completely just not paying attention, she shields them, they walk out, and you lose the trade again. Like, there's nothing you can do. So, essentially, you have uh, an engaged support who's who's going to be building tankish, but it's not going to be as tanky as the other people. And he's not going to have as much of an... Like, I feel like... Did they pick the Morgana first? I don't remember. Like, what, what um, happened? Man. Man. Let, let me. I'll, I'll have to go back back to the actual vod. Let me go back to the vod. Let me go to C nine. I don't one hundred percent remember the band phase of this one. I don't but, remember the band phase actually. But, uh, again, Nautilus can make any lane win just purely based off the fact that Nod like supports essentially dictate the entire pace of the game. But Callista, like Callista with a Morgana, there's a sense there's no way that Nautilus can take control of any of the bot side fights now, because again they can't. Uh, Aphelios can't ever win a duel against Callista. Morgana essentially makes it to whoever if she's in the prior like the position to where she's able to. Why are you on your Facebook page, man? What the heck? Hedgie's here. My, Hedgie's yeah, rejoined my, us. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I. Uh, it's okay. I was changing my. I, I was listening to it. Yeah, like I don't think it's good into Morgana. I don't think Nautilus is amazing overall, but like he's okay into something. But I think with a fair here we go. Here's the draft phase. No, because like some of the games, all oh, the people upload them longer, so you see through the draft phase. So let's China. Play, play. China 100 prioritizes it because he's one of the best early game engaged champions. Just because he he has he has one of the highest base damages out of all most supports. Like the yeah. only really supports that you can play with similar yeah. damage. Like there actually, so. I don't even know if there are any. Maybe Tom Kench melee wise, but I mean you don't play Tom Kench like that, so it doesn't matter. Let's be yeah. Let's be it, it, it's go. more for me that like Aphelios scales and Nautilus is early game, so like it's kind of counterintuitive yeah, pairing them together. What's up, Jarrett? Makes sense. How you doing, think, Jarrett? Yeah, I know. I understand. What, I understand. So what by the saying. way, C9 went zero two against two teams on the upswing. To be fair, yeah, we're gonna get 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 to TSM and Team Liquid in just a moment. Uh, okay, so, so I don't know C9 why takes C9 takes set first. Golden Guardians take Callista Volibear. Then C9 take Aphelios. Okay. They should take Ezreal Volibear, and they should. Uh, yeah, then then Aphelios isn't really amazing into Ezreal. Um, but you probably could, if they took Ezreal, you could take Syndra on two. And then, see, now I take Nautilus, okay. They did take Nautilus so. first, I see. They took Nautilus for first rotation, so... Okay. Mm. So that's a good counter pick. 
to take Morgana. I think on three, I believe, is where they take it. I'm not 100% yeah. sure about that, yeah. though. Not, Morgana's just genuinely extremely good in the, what they're called. Because I feel like they tried to pick the... Uh, the Nautilus to try and counteract the early game aggression that Callisto is able to deal out because there's absolutely no way unless <laughs> like specifically Morgana is like one of the few champions that can turn the like dictate the uh or change the uh the pace at which uh who's going to be aggressive or not because Nautilus usually for the most part against every other support because supports like ADCs really don't have the damage to be able to turn the tide of the uh the uh lane in comparison to what the supports can deal out so I'm assuming the reason they picked this was because they wanted to be able to early game aggressive team fight. And I don't know. I mean, at this point in time, with with the addition of like a volleyball, there's absolutely no way Cloud9 can contest anything in the bot side. Niski even got Zoe, and Zoe's been like one of his best champions like all year, essentially. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean they have they have a better scale. Wait, let me see. Who did they Zoe's pick again? awful into that comp. Okay, so yeah, Zoe can Zoe's only like pro into that. Yeah, way. Zoe can only kill like two of them, and one of them is Syndra, who's gonna insta burst if she tries to get that close. And then there's Scion and Volibear, who's just gonna block all that shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, the whole point of Zoe. Yeah, you can actually. I I hated it when when you could actually when Zoe was released, you couldn't even cleanse it. It literally just stuck on you no matter if she landed it. It was the worst. Hmm. But uh, now it's like even if she hits it, if the Morgana gets in range to eat it. She can't. They don't even get stuck. Like it's 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 worthless at that point in time to pick Zoe because most of the time you have to try and get lucky and get it on a carry. So even if they flash out, they're dead. But with Morgana, if you're in a team fight, like if you're in a team fight, Zoe can't get anybody because Morgana is mm -hmm. always going to be there to shield somebody. But she can like she can only shield one person. Usually, most comps have two squishies. What I'm saying is you can't you can't uh, sleepy trouble bubble two people. Like she can only do it once. And Morgana. Ryan needs Ryan needs to do that. <laughs> Yeah, let's just make imagine Zoe the, better. Imagine the bubble goes to one person, and then if you're next to it, splashes and hit the other one, and now they're sleepy. God damn, it'd be amazing. Yeah, just make her broken. That's a good <laughs> my, my question is, though. Okay. Like, why don't... We, you, they know Sven can play Syndra. Like, he, they know he can play mages. So why not pick Syndra on two? You can flex it between mid and, mid and uh, bot. It's a safe blind. And then take uh, Blubber's jungler on third, because, you know, then set can still technically flex a support. And then they're not going to pick the Morgana, likely. They're going to pick, like, Thresh or Nautilus to pair with the Callista. And then on four, you can you can counter their, their support. And sure, the jungler might get countered then, but, like, it's not as bad as, as, as what they've ended up with, where, where you're getting the Nautilus and their bot lane just completely becomes useless. Nick says, I wonder so. if we get a Sona Morg lane against picks like Blitzcrank. <laughs> can Sona Morg actually work against Blitz? I mean, you they no, wouldn't get hooked, I but I just Sona don't like Sona. Hmm. I don't, he says, Sona Morg sounds completely unkillable, nice catch potential, and both have insane ult synergy, and it doesn't have the weaknesses against engaged Sona Lux. I mean, what if they have a tank on the enemy team? How do you kill them now? That's, <laughs> that's, that's the, the issue. The thing about it is that so Sona just doesn't have the sustained damage to be able to deal with tanks. And it's really, it would be a really extremely niche pick to where you'd be able to pick them because, again, you're not able to kill tanks. Like, bruisers like Graves would be able to double kill them, like, almost alone because they don't have that innate tankiness. You would have they, to, they yeah. Like, they just, they just don't have anything to stop. At that point in time, You are, are you going to pick, like, I don't even know what you could pick it's, around. You there. would have I mean, to pick that into specific compositions. I, I just, I just would never like that. Because you pick ADC mid, like, Ezreal. I mean, I don't think Ezreal, Ezreal, I don't know. Does he play well into any of the competent mid, like, the, uh, 
consistent mid. I like the uh, Israel. Uh, I, don't I don't know. So. I don't think so. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think sustain. Like again, maybe you don't need to have sustain because they have a bunch of like squishies. But it, even then, I mean, sustain just scales better all around. I just. I think. Sona is not somebody I would prioritize as because I have a Morgana I can play her because she's just not better than an ADC. Like I just I think I like I like Sona Tarek back like two se- like seasons ago when uh, <laughs> they were able to make it work because you have an extremely yeah. tanky dude because now he doesn't have to build support items he has a really good income because Tarek with tank items with good like income is one of the one of the like best scaling tanks in the game, but. Like you don't really get that too often. You don't really have many options. I think it can work with locks. Uh maybe. I mean, I actually, think I think can work. I think Sona Soraka would make even more sense. I just again, yeah, I guess you could do that. I mean, I think Sona Soraka, I think, would make more sense. Hmm. I don't. I don't really like Morgana too much for the most part. He just doesn't like Morgana Karma. in general. <laughs> I just Karma. Yeah. No, Karma got gutted on this newest patch. Karma got I, destroyed in her queue. It was it this patch or was it? I don't think it's this patch. Was it? Was, I thought. It was uh, it's the one that's in Morgana's. What's up? Morgana's better with champions coming into her, but I don't think Sona's good with champions coming into her. If that makes sense. Well, no, one hundred percent. Like even if you shield, what's it called? After you break the shield, she still takes a mass amount of damage, and she can't peel them off without her ult. Like if they like a Nautilus goes into her, even if you shield the the uh, the Sona, like he's still on top of her, and you pretty much just still lose the engage. Like you're you're forced to bow both both ults, and you don't have the sustained damage to take him out. Like that literally still would be terrible into like kind of like Thresh's or Nautilus. It might be a lot better into Blitzcrank. I could see that actually happening because Blitzcrank doesn't really get on top of you when he ult mm-hmm. hooks. He's kind of out of mana now, so he has yeah. to wait for a long cooldown, and he's stuck way over there, so he can't do anything. So I want to say, this is our final thing on C9, is what, what do you guys think about the... Is the players playing individually <laughs> bad, or is it just them just making a bunch of mistakes on stage? I mean, the during the beginning of their, their their kind of streak of losses, I think like, if you looked at the pick where they had a, a whole team of just hardcore CC into like a game... And, and no actual large amount of burst damage into an Olaf or against CLG when Wiggly completely was it Wiggly? No contracts completely popped off on them. Like it was, it was like it, you can see there are drafting mistakes, and you could have you could have chalked it up at the beginning to them Ooh. trying out kind of weird looking comps to see if it could work in the playoffs because they weren't worried. But now at this point, they've lost a lot of their games. They've lost the lead, and at this point, they might actually get to third, to, third to fourth place. Like, at what point in time do you start worrying about? Like actually, like at this point, you can't chalk it up to them just trying new stuff out because they're playing like, like it seems like they've went back to their 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 bread and butter comps and they're still not playing well, like they're still losing some of these picks. So I think I do think their their pick and bans have been kind of atrocious some picks sometimes, but at the same time, I think that the big problem right now is if you go there's always it always seems like there's one person underperforming. Like Vulcan's not nearly as good as it was at the beginning of the season. We like just even 30 days ago, Vulcan was still like considerably the best support in the league before Core JJ started popping off again. Like, also, there's the guy who said, Hey, sub in the fucking uh catting players. I was like, Never ever will I, they should never do that. Not right now, I'm not saying it's not good players. It's just like, Why would you sub in worse players? You're subbing in worse players, you know? Palafox, Palafox. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sold on. Swapping out this late into the season, all you're going to do is players. Like, I think that's something you do at the beginning to kind of whip your players back into shape. But 
What's up? Hedgy? Yeah, I think it's yeah, I, I think that I think there's drafting mistakes, but as well as that, there's also individual mistakes and almost like there have been some just individual mistakes, but I think I think our macro is like gone down a whole notch. It just seems it really people are just yeah. running everywhere, like not even there's no our shot calling seemed decisive is how I'd describe it a few weeks ago. But now it's it's really like one person's going in at a time in a lot of those fights. And I'm not sure if that's uh, just, you know, lack of understanding of what our comp is supposed to do because sometimes we're picking scaling. So it's like, oh, well, we shouldn't technically be wanting to fight a lot, but then we're fighting. And then some people are kind of like not going in and some people are. And I think, think it might be a bit of a miscommunication between Rupert saying like, you know, uh, well, we're drafting a bit of a slower, uh, let, let's say it says like, you know, we're drafting slower, uh, more scaling comps. So, you know, play a bit safer, but then they're not really getting the message because we're playing, playing aggressive comps all, all split. So this going to fight over anything or mm-hmm. it's, it's just genuinely, you know, their deterioration in, in their shot calling or their decisiveness. Cause it's just, it's just all over the place. It seems like in a lot of games and even against TSM, like it was very felt discombobulated. It felt like people didn't know what they're doing. felt like we didn't have an answer to anything they were doing. And yeah, I think that's been a big loss from earlier when, when we seem to know every single game that we were playing an early game comp, that we have to end the game quickly, that we need to make decisive plays and get ahead. And that's just gone almost like, and I'm not sure if that's going to get fixed next week or it, 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 you know, in the playoffs, but yeah, I, I'm a bit worried. Uh, just But you play, that, yeah. Well, see, I play Dig and CLG, so is it good chance we go 2-0? But, I mean, that should be expected against Dig and CLG. They're at the bottom of the standings. You should expect that. I want to point out that it's you, you shouldn't be, be happy with the 2-0. If we lost either. Yeah, even if you lost any of them, it's even if you won both of them, I feel like the only way I'd be happy with a week next week is if we see some some sort of kind of go back to what they were doing before because even against bad teams you can you can play well and i think that's something a lot of people don't understand is like you can you can 100% see somebody's improvement if they like if they consistently make it like better to see if they start closing mm-hmm. out as concisely as they did before like they're still winning a lot of these kind of skirmishes in the jungle and stuff like they, they yeah. consistently none of their games strong. are smashes the only oh, loss yeah. they've actually had was a smash was the 100 thieves game my problem is Every other they, loss, they're not like they're not getting destroyed in these games it's not about that it's the thing about it is they're consistently responding to fights in the river and all their stuff as consistently as, they, as as like they did before but now they're making massive amount of mistakes to the point where like they they get pretty decent leads in the mid game and then they transition to like a like a kind of a like a really really straight up team fight to where they can't like like apparently get a good flank off or something, and then they just lose the team fights either based off the comps or off one person making a massive mistake or somebody getting picked. Like they're they're winning these early game skirmishes still, but it's it's transitioning poorly into the mid game because when they start consistent, when they start fighting these teams evenly, they're not responding as well as they used to. Like they're not individually outplaying them. They're not having like I I don't know a hundred percent what it is, but it's always come down to this. Like they're they're, they're kind of the counteractive point to Team Liquid right now. Counter Team Liquid literally loses the game and then all of a sudden the enemy team makes a, like a, like a mistake and then they win the game and that's just something that i feel like we used to see out of cloud nine except they used to win the early game too and then they'd be able to close off on a mistake but cloud nine is getting these leads and they still are not closing 
consistent. They're just not closing out on them. I don't know Team, what happened. There's players that have had interviews that said they still win all their scrims. Mm. Like, they actually just destroy people still. So it's something on stage that's not translating well. Like, they're not exactly – like, they're still the same team, but something on that game day, it's not clicking for some reason. I don't I, – I just – it doesn't feel like that, though. You should – like, it's not like they're going – I don't know. I mean, it, it can't be a crowd anymore, obviously. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe people are watching, but I don't I don't know. Like, they, what do they do? Like – it's it's a consistent like amount of forced um, aggression. Like if you're a team that's ahead, if you're ahead at this point in time, you should be able to kind of slowly drive the force of the game and force them to have to react to you. Mm-hmm. And then like at that point in time, like because if you consistently force fights when you're ahead, if you make a mistake, you lose all the pressure you had before, and that gives them the ability to come in. Like, oh, Hedgy, what's going on? Uh, I'm hearing on my stuff a little bit on your end. Do you have to turn your volume up a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I'm not right. hearing you at all. You're not hearing you at all? No, I, I, I am. Just like turn your volume up just a little bit. That's it. But yeah, continue. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I was going to say now. Because you're saying what? that style you, – you were saying the style for C9 was exploitable because of how they play consistently. It's, it wasn't always like that before. I feel like they've, they've kind of driven themselves into a corner at this point. They've, they've, con- they've, they've wrapped up how much they're – how aggressive they are. Like before it was – we're kind of we're ahead of the pace and we dictate the like how everything is going to fight like they fight around objectives but now they mm-hmm. just kind of fight to fight they consistently look for fights they'll tp in bot lane when they don't really need to do all this stuff nick says like, they uh, just fight and they think they win everything and they are better but actually they aren't and once you have a losing streak this style collapses i mean it, it just comes down to how many how minimal like if this style works you close out the game in like 15 minutes but like again, you're giving too many opportunities for mistakes to happen to where the te- enemy team can come back, and that's just that's why it's been coming out this way. Like they've been losing, they they win the early skirmishes, and then they force another fight right after that, and they just either don't have the the manpower to react to it, or like again, like if we look at the uh, the fight around Dragon, I still I still hate, like I don't want to keep pointing at the same one, but like Licorice, they get a good engage off with a volley bear on Blabber, and then they just Licorice doesn't get. And he doesn't get anybody with his ult, and they lose the fight after that because they're out of cooldowns. Like, what do you do? What do you do with a team that's consistently trying to force fights when they're ahead? Like, do you? My big thing about it is you don't need to take risks when you're ahead. There's absolutely there's no reason to. If you don't see a pretty a pretty solid fight like lined up for you, you don't have to take that because at this point in time you're already you're already ahead, like in pace ahead of the enemy team. Then it says on somebody inside they play the same style on stage. Then it, all scrims are mostly the same, just fight. Well, yeah, I mean it's not even like an A ram though. Like they they don't even only fight mid. It's not like they ever walk. Like I feel like they're still the best team. I still want to say that Cloud Nine is the best team, even even if they're not playing as well as they were. Mm-hmm. I just think that they they do need to kind of slow because like, they're playing. It's like five Dardox on that team right now. They're constantly looking <laughs> for fights and making mistakes. And like as, as much as. I like to say, oh, that like, sounds horrible, man. So. It is. That's exactly. <laughs> that's what they're doing. They're like they're running into the enemy jungle, looking for fights, and then somebody gets picked, and then like I don't know. Like I have no idea what's wrong with this team right now, but I still, I still think potential wise, they have second or first best potential, and they still should be competing for first place right now. Hmm. But with the way they've been playing recently, I couldn't say that. Chaos style by UL. It was literally only unicorns. Everybody else was so methodical, and you <laughs> unicorns are like, I'm gonna play Shaco. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that pretty much wraps it up for C9. 
Uh, this week should show people if they can dominate the games against Dig and CLG. If they can't dominate the games against CLG and Dig, this is definitely a problem. But so, but let's move on to TL and TSM looking much better. So TL is now the first place team in North America. They've taken down C9, they took down Dig, and they took down what was it? CLG. Wow. And then TSM what an honor. quietly, quietly. <laughs> TSM quietly been just moving up the standings, just actually being very, very quiet. Nobody's really been paying attention to them. And all of a sudden, bam, now they're in second place. Moving First up in the standings <laughs> since they've been third place to second place. <laughs> kind of <laughs> um, oh, I'm God. surprised as well. They've been bad for so long. Like, why Why is it quiet now, you know? Because they yeah, replaced the Biofrots with treats. That's why. It's not even, like, I feel like even though he's been playing well, the, the upgrade wasn't that significant to me. Like, I do think he's playing slightly better than Biofrost was. But, I mean, at some point in time, I didn't feel like that was their weakest point. Obviously, their weakest point, like, as it stands right now, is still their inability to, like, close out the games as consistently as they, like, they never act. I was about to say as they used to, but they never have been able to. That, like, you know, Wolves reported through stats. This was their what? fastest week of gameplay since like 2016. They're a fast team. That's just the reality. Out of the top teams, they're probably the fastest paced one. Like Cl Cloud Nine is fast paced too, but I feel like, like they again. I, I actually think that TSM was probably faster paced last split, weren't they? I'm trying to think about it. They were probably. Let me. You was like, Cloud. They were ahead at 15 slightly. I mean, more than they were this, this is split. Your analogy point, and you forget your point. I forgot, I forgot the stats because I was wrong. <laughs> I think it's the meta. I think it's the meta shift. Like, I think it suits double lift more. I mean, I think double lift is double lift just genuinely played so poorly last split that I thought he wasn't going to be an upgrade this split. But I think that the reason that they they actually I feel like they're a stronger team is because I think the weakness of TSM last split was not early game aggression, but even with like Darduck provided early game aggression, and I still feel like he'd be better on this team than Spick is. Spick is horrible, but like again, no, I, mean, I still bad. Like <laughs> Darduck, Spick is the single worst jungler in the league. That's like I, I feel like as much as I don't no, think Darduck no, is a... no, no, like Wiggly, Wiggly. Oh, you know Wiggly might be the worst. Oh, right? oh Hedgy, you're breaking up. He's not. He's he's really? just muffled. He's just muffled. He's not breaking up. Is that okay. Better, yeah, you're better. Yeah, you're better. Yeah, you're good. All right. Sorry. I. I. Yeah. I'll. You're like dying um, there in Australia. Oh my god, dude! I, Is the kangaroo that's... beating you up? Good god. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. It's like um, I think uh, Wiggly. Like I don't understand why that hasn't been a change that they've thought of. Like in the two years he's been on, he's been terrible the entire time, and they haven't done anything. Is is like, like what? what one good split the whole time? It was that he okay. So what what, what my thought process is when he first came into the league those those few games he played I was like wow this guy might actually be something. Then the next split he was literally the worst jungler in the league, and then the next split after that he bounces back and everybody's like wow he just made this 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 resuscitation of his career. This is this this might be one of the next best junglers. And then just two splits after that, <laughs> two splits after that he's the worst jungler in the league again. Like I don't know what's wrong with this guy. Like he he genuinely shows glimpses. Of times where you're like, maybe he could be average, but he just doesn't. He doesn't live up to that. He doesn't even live up to the average expectations I had of him. Oh, like, Nick. Nick is right. FlyQuest have the same thing. They have four runs in a row, like TSM. Actually, TL, TSM, FlyQuest, and Golden Guardians all I don't have like FlyQuest still. Like well, I feel EG, like FlyQuest have losing streaks. FlyQuest has has bounced back a little bit because what's his name's been playing better. Oh, uh, Ignar. Ignar has been playing Ignar's a lot. Ignar's the best player by so far. And I 
he's the best player, I think their best player by so far. Yeah, I actually like Poe, and I think they have some sort of weird connection when where they play together, they play way better. But like, um, yeah, I think Ignar's like still the second best player in the league, possibly. Like Ignar is probably the second, like support in league, hundred percent. I think what after after a little bit, I've trying to kind of shift in my person because I think at the beginning of the split he played really poorly, but he's really he's really yeah. kind of dialed to death recently. These past weeks they've been only winning based off of his engages and and then power people getting like seventy kills, like like so. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> so let's cover TL first. So now TL are the first the the team that's in first place, right? And. This team has been heavily criticized all year long, and especially this split where they have a jungler that essentially has done nothing the entire time he's been on the team so far. <laughs> essentially, you could be first place in the LCS, and your jungler is literally the eighth best jungler in the league. My big thing is the shittiest it. league in the world. I remember one, one game where they had two straight team fights, and I looked at Broxa, and he still didn't have a death kill or a. He just had no kill. <laughs> Like it's like I know, I know she's in that fight. <laughs> no, the, like, everyone in TL just stands back except Jensen, and Jensen just kills them all. That's that's yeah, their play style. It's like. crazy to me. Like Brox, I mean, Core JJ, hundred percent. Like it's just those two. Those two are the driving force behind this team. Impact does his job, whatever. But like Broxa, like I don't want to. I don't want to hate Broxa. He does, guys. He I don't hates think him. no one's secretly hating him. X Brox to play deck X Smithy. He's playing like he's not even. If he was playing like X Smithy, that would be an upgrade. He's not playing like X Smithy right I now. Watched one game where I thought Impact was a carry. Like I've watched one game where I think he's carried <laughs> game. Yeah, Impact has been like Impact's not the best player on this team. He never has been. Actually, last split, I mean, last year, I think he played great. This year, he's been like an average player. He resorted back to his old days where he's like he's like somebody. Who plays his role in the team fight well? He's always in the fights, but he's not a driving mm. force behind people winning, and he's gonna be a liability in international fights when he gets there. They force yeah. him to play like Smithy, but he actually doesn't know how, and then does nothing. I uh, maybe you know what? It's a possibility, but they give him. But this week against CLG, he actually played aggressive. This was his first aggressive game I seen from I him. I don't want to give him credit for like like a singular game. I just don't, <laughs> I don't. like, especially against CLG, who has such an exploitable jungler, like. Wiggly could make anybody look like a good like player. I feel like so like giving uh, him that much credit is too much for me. I think I'm really excited for uh, the MVP candidate candidates for the split should be Core JJ and Closer. I don't even think Closer. I don't think Closer should be in the up there with him right now because I think I think it should Jensen, be surely. Jensen, Jensen is great. I'd say Jensen, Jensen JJ, and Closer is the only three people I've even considered. I just I think Closer is great. I don't think he is a step above Labber. But he is the I most valuable player towards his team. I mean, they've all been playing well. I mean, I, I don't want to give him that much. Yeah, but then like, Niski should have won the last fucking right. I said I said he should have won. People <laughs> were like, no, Blabber should get it. Yeah, Blabber was play, not better play, than Niski. Play complete. Play, play competitive LCS and play without a good mid laner. Right. You will get straight up. My big thing about it on. is that laning wise, I think Niski is a step below Jensen, but he has so much impact in the fights. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I don't want to make fun of Bjergsen. Bjergsen's also has been MVP incredible. quality. He's been an MVP quality candidate this split, too, actually. Every single time he's got uh, TF, he has solo won their games. Like, it's just, it's just what's been happening recently. He's been incredible in the transition, like in these global ults. But at the same time, he's had games where I think he's not, not good as impactful. impactful. 
That's like, Nisky. Double has been good, Nisky's... man. Like, what's up? Double has been good. Double like. has been good. Yeah. Double. Those Solid, two games, his best KDA games, Doublelifts, are games where Bjergsen straight up pops off on TF. Like those have been the games where I <laughs> yeah. think Doublelift has looked the best. Or I think Spica runs it down. Doublelift has never is not been as as needed to a win as I think Bjergsen has. I think Doublelift is incredible, and I think his his ability to team fight is great. But I mean, I just I don't see him as the best player on this team right now because I don't think he's he's had that much of an impact in comparison he's team fought better than everybody yeah, else. Uh, yeah yeah like Pearson training to do nothing for worlds i don't ever agree with that i hope i hate when people say that but i mean i can understand some aspects behind it because when you f- face a mid- better mid laner than you you're just not going to have the ability to do much like caps look terrible at worlds against most of the top tier mid laners like i mean well, he, he didn't beat do- everyone who was he, wow, he you know what? I've beat bronze mid laners. You know, you know, you know, he if if I played against Michael Jordan right now, I'd probably lose in a basketball game. But if I'm better than everybody else outside of Michael Jordan, I'm still a pretty good player. Yeah, but honest. what I'm saying is Bjergsen might not be as good as Caps, but again, when he faces those better mid laners, there's not much he can do. I mean, I, I think he I really mean, that's what you expect going in, though. You're if you're better that's what than I expect from Caps, too. I mean, I just think when when I, I see I better, respect that. No, if you're a better mid laner, you should be beating sure. Caps, then that's just me personally. If you're a better player, then you should be winning. That's the thing. Joseph, we both know this, okay? G2 didn't beat SKT. SKT beat SKT. Okay? Dude, SKT took compositions where they got early game leads and just did nothing. I was like, what the hell are they doing? I mean, I've always... I feel like when SKT faces teams they're scared of now, they draft comps that aren't really suited towards them. They but they got ahead year, in that G2 series. They, they did ahead. that. Yeah, what I'm saying is they don't know how to play them properly. They, they know the early game process, but they don't know the mid-game transition or team fights because those people aren't comfortable on their champions and they're not comfortable on how to team fight with them. They, they just like, it's, it's, it's all, it's all a theory to them. And that's the big mm-hmm. thing with Korea right now is they learn all these players and they learn all these things, but the players, like they get taught how to play by the coaches essentially. And then when it comes down to actually doing it themselves, the players really just don't have the mindset for it. You really have to have the experience on the team. I assume to be able to know how to play this meta because it's just, it's too fast. Pay. Like they're still, recovering from season five meta they're still in <laughs> they're recovering mindset. they're recovering SK- from uh getting knocked down by china after these two years <laughs> the uh ls broke eight different pc screens when he saw them first pick renekton and like Jesus, huh? <laughs> yeah, but also guys may- make sure to subscribe to ls's twitch remember that Just remember <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but um so are you guys convinced tl is the best team in north, north america actually i just i just said no i don't even think like i think at their best both Cloud9 and TSM are better than them, but Team Liquid has the ability to close out games once they get a lead, and that's the reason as to why they're always beating lower tier teams. So you're saying at Worlds they're going to get destroyed? That's what you're saying. I do saying. think they're going to lose to like they're just like Core JJ is great, and but there's so many exploitable lanes on this team. Like maybe not mid lane, even mid lane at actually. No, the- like if they go to Worlds, I think it's going to be the same issue they had last year, except they have quote unquote better players. Depends on Where how you look at it. Where do they have better players at? It depends on how you look at mid lane. it. They have, the best, they have the best mid laner. They do have the best mid laner. I still think the best mid laner won't match up to the, the Chinese and Korean mid laners right now. And that's just unfortunate. Showmaker, Faker, yeah. Pico. Showmaker, Faker. I, I think Showmaker Chovy? with Dumpster. Like, like Chovy? Even Chovy. Chovy's insanely well. BDD. Let's have Genji go. Jensen beating BDD. 
They have the guy. second best support, and arguably, I think he can go against international competition. I think, I think they, they have, have the best a strong ADC. Right now. Well, because if Genji and TL because, played, because really, is just a bad team. If Genji and TL played, Gen yeah. Core JJ would go up against Life, right? <laughs> God, Life. Yeah, I, I really do think that. Like again, I think inconsistency when Ignar pops off on like Thresh, it's flashy and stuff, and you can really see why it looks great. But like he's inconsistent, and I don't like that. It's because like, like the the analogy and... pro players gave Ignar was um Ignar plays for himself to look for highlight plays. He doesn't really play for his team. Well, he, when he was on Rakan and stuff, and then you banned Rakan off of him in the playoffs, he was worthless. And that's why I don't like Ignar I... is he's a really limited champion puller, which I think he's useful. I think it's Thresh, Rakan, think... and a few other engage. What's up? I think Ignar just has bad teammates are in <laughs> I do. Oh, you, do. you know what i mean he, like yes yes power people that's what he has yeah that's, got, that's it he's got a like, wild turtle the Paul best has some good players around him jensen impact like he's got yeah, some good players around him i do agree with that i mean I, impact is is decent Impact's playing a lot better recently but i i i think it all comes down to like the fact that i think that inconsistencies and then putting him as the main sort of like engage is why he looks worse maybe i mean that could be a possibility because yeah. he, he usually is the primary source of engage for this team if you um, break oh, it down as well to the individual player like core jj i think is worse and in terms of core jj like where's he been at his best all right they won the world championship when he was sitting there putting fields on people like yeah, I hated that dude. That hard to I do. Like compared to people forget. People yeah. say he's like he has those nice pocket picks. His pocket pick before was Tom Kent. I mean, you know, he still plays Tom Kent to be fair. But... He plays it really, like, really well he, actually. So. Everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Like Crown, he was so good at that. Where and like, no, he wasn't. Like Ruler was incredible. Was... Ambition was incredible. Crown was horrible. Yeah, at that once, man, he just played Malzahar. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> the, the previous one. He had some good moments. Their macro was immaculate, and that's why they won games. But like, yeah, I mean, I think they, the big thing about it—they didn't have any competition that year, though. SKT was just completely in the dumpster fire at that point in time. <laughs> they really made yeah, they're they drafting, had, like, bro. Like, what the? F yeah, what's the gas work? And that's I just want to point out the second best player on that team was Huni, and that is just not something you want at a world class team at that point in time. <laughs> I remember uh, that SKT lost to KT in the semis, and then oh my god, too many, too many memories huh. from back in the day but all right so let's go to the lec the lec uh is interesting because every single team can beat each other but you know what's always the consistent thing is that g2 will always smash fanatic fun fact this year fun fact fun fact fun fact g2 is seven and zero against fanatic four games they won in the regular season combined split spring and summer and in the finals they had in spring seven zero so is that a rival? You actually got you some can... of those stats wrong. Okay, it's actually 6-0, and and the other one is Fnatic beat Fnatic 1-0, uh, because that, that was the worst draft <laughs> I've seen in my life. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy, honestly. I think drafting is such a big problem with a lot of these, these kind of teams. And I think it's not as relevant as it is in the NALCS, but I still think that there are a lot of problems with the drafting picks in like teams like I like – Maybe Fnatic is probably the biggest problem with them. Okay, I think so Oregon... what I know about Fnatic so far is that Mithy wanted them to be like more of a player-oriented team, where like it's a player-ran team where they're making most <laughs> of the of the decisions. But that means you don't really have a ton of structure. Like you don't have structure with that though. 
Like I get the idea of that, but that's like a season five thing with origin. It's all players. They all love each other. They're all, you know, kind of, you know, you know, um, they're all different opinions though. Like Wufar is like LS, Wufar and Nemesis is like LS focused. And then the jungler <laughs> and bot lane's like, LS ruined fanatic. <laughs> you can like, see LS... the draft. Like I, I love <laughs> LS's insight, but I just can't stand listening to him. I think that's the big problem. <laughs> yeah, that's dude, he's uh, so dude, smart just, about the league. Like that's what keeps just, bringing me. Just to big, doesn't. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like they're drafts, so they're like, all right. So, so we got game playing cookie, right? The two, probably two. You could almost argue. Oh, you're muffled. You're muffled. Champions. Okay, sorry. Is that better? Yeah, very good. Okay, yeah. The two most scaling champions in their positions, right? Gangplank and Corky. All right, perfect. All right. That, that, let's pair it with the most aggressive jungler in the game in Lee Sin and make no... <laughs> like, what is... Yeah. Like, what is thank you. Nick, Nick, thank you. It doesn't work with Fnatic because every player has a different idea how to play the game. Reckless plays super passive. Haley plays super aggressive. Without structure, that doesn't work. My thing about it is Hila Singh went from inconsistent to inconsistently sometimes he has average games. Like Hila Singh has just been terrible. He's not had he's really had almost no good games since the beginning of the split. Hit the Blitzcrank like, game. The beginning of the split. It's hard to look good yeah. when you pick Pike. Like Yo, the Pike and Blitzcrank game. He has some like, pretty good games on those. I just I feel like he's just been so bad. Like even even he's had a lot of his comfort comfort picks for the most part. I mean, he's terrible on Nautilus. I just don't understand how <laughs> Nautilus is one of the easiest champions in the game to consistently play, and he plays engaged champions. Yet somehow Nautilus doesn't work for him. If I I would love I don't like I don't know about Magic Felix. I've seen a lot of like attempts for people to get him to play in the LCS. I'm mean, LEC, but for some reason he's never actually made it there. Like really made an impact there. So I just. I feel like there's a reason for it behind the scenes, or maybe he's just not been as good in scrims as I'm assuming, because he's really had a lot of chances. When, when you're talking about a player ran org, it doesn't work with those players specifically because the Fnatic players all play differently. Whipple plays so much differently from Selfmade. Nemesis and Selfmade don't even have good synergy, and that was the reason why they even got him. Like, they've just honestly sucked this whole split. Like I have, like if Fnatic did not make playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised based off their low quality of gameplay. Honestly, it's just I not know, good. I know, I know I've droned on about this draft, but like I just want, I just want to put it in perspective. All right, they they lose early game, they lose late game, they have no tank, they have no engage, they like I what like they're getting counted at every position in every lane. Like I just don't understand. What the thought process was with it? Were they like actually trying to build the worst draft in the world, like a, a, as bad as possible? Like I, I oh my god, the Nemesis on. Quirky game. What was that? Yeah. What is he even? I don't even. I think they're all mentally drained at this point. That's what I personally think. Hopefully, if they imagine if they go zero three this week, because this week is the LEC Super Week. I think. Let, let me see who they actually face this week. I know that I know they play Shaka. Shaka's actually on a winning streak, and they said Gilius might be an MVP. What world are we living in? I want to point out Gilius. He looks like pretty well. Thrown, he throws the games or he carries the games. That's just how. Like he, <laughs> against what's it, what did they play last? Origin against Origin. It, against Origin, he stole Baron. He like one shot the jungler, and then he got flash like, kicked ADC. To yeah, the whole it's just team. 
He's been he's been incredible recently, and I think that is one of the big things I I think is to why I've been saying that I think every team needs a therapist because we see emotionally invest like emotionally driven players like Gillies pop off, and when he starts playing poorly, he never bounces back because that's how his mentality works. I think that's one of the big reasons I think every team should have somebody who's in there to kind of bring everybody back into a good like state of mind because we like he's really the only like he's one of the the picture perfect people as to why you need one of those people like it's just i think Schalke is not that good of a team i think if you look at a lot of things they do they like if they they genuinely like straight up force team fights and all that stuff they they do they are tping in the bot lane tping like everywhere they're they're playing around the map consistently i think they're probably not even close to the worst team right now they look a lot better than Fnatic. they look better than origin they look better than vitality they should be in the playoffs in my opinion at this point in time also, guys, know. before we start talking about the LEC, to anyone who's watching, all I, all I just ask you just like the video, and that's it. That's it. Why when you guys are watching... In the middle of the conversation, that was. Because it always <laughs> yeah, makes yeah. you guys laugh. But, um, they Fnatic play Shaka, XL, and SK Gaming. It, it does make me laugh hearing your stupid voice. I can agree with that <laughs> oh one. Oh my god. You're just <laughs> like them! You're just, you two are just like each other. You leave me and you come back. Oh my god, I hate you all. But... I, if, they worry, lost to, too, if they lost to Shulka, I am not surprised because Shulka are actually playing pretty decent. Um, I think the big problem is that Shulka has so much inconsistencies. Like, I feel like if they don't really have that kind of early – because, again, when they Gilles lost – When Gilles you had to steal Baron, they were yeah. just so far ahead. Like, I, I don't know how it transitioned <laughs> for them just losing all pressure on the map. They, they lost the whole game. Role, <laughs> and then somehow Gilius has to steal Baron because even though they're ahead, they lost, like, a team fight and they lose all their pressure. Up, XL's on the upswing. I, I want to congratulate. Like... What's up? I, I really want to congratulate Shadow for um, Shadow's uh, playing to carry his team on the same champion 14 times in a row. Uh, it's crazy, huh? Like Shadow's really basically good. Basically solo queue. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Like, either ban it or figure out a counter to one of the... Sh- Shadow just has shown that he's good on other characters, so I don't know if it's, like... They're going to always pick it when it's open, but, I mean, yeah. I don't know why you don't ban it at this point, because it's obviously something they want to have consistently. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Maybe it's because they think it's not that big a deal. And it's not as if it's a champion you can't draft around, right? There are a lot of counters to it. And I'm not saying it's it's terrible if you're an aggressive team like uh, Mad Lions and you can get leads and you're confident in that. But, like, shit, if it's that annoying for you, just ban it, man. Like, just <laughs> don't understand. Like, they're not trying to come up with a counter to it or specific, you know, thing. They're not trying to ban it. They're not doing anything. Like, they're just giving it to him every game. It's like, okay, we've X. played it so many times. Like... It's just so IQ, man. I'm so- X- XL is on an upswing. Shaka looking like the best team in the league. SK is kind of question mark, but can definitely be fanatic. Oh, yeah, because um, as a recent update, Trick is now back in Korea. Some sort of emergency. So now they brought in a new jungler for them. So that might be a problem for them this late because Trick was a driving force for SK Gaming this split. I, I thought SK were going mm. to be 10th, honestly. I thought SK were going to be 10th. They yeah, would I expect they've actually had a pretty decent split. They've had a decent split for them. I mean, they're in playoffs, so that's obviously decent for them when they had a team that should have been in last place. Or if I take, I think Brown is their best player. 
Crown that's that's like, what I'm saying. Crown Shot, yeah. even back when Selfmade was on this team, if Selfmade popped off without Crown Shot also playing well, the game was over because they couldn't win. He never solo carried a game because they he always needed Crown Shot to consistently play up to up to caliber for them to be able to win a game. Like he he's been somebody I think was, was just surprised me on how good he was. Like he's not consistent enough for me to say he's like a top tier ADC. He's not amazing, but I do think he's been pretty decent for like his the entirety yeah. of these last two years. Like mm. the, every team from third to tenth can still get third to tenth. Yeah, they're only like a game apart, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, oh, uh, that one guy who's a top laner, Genex? Is it Genex, right? Genex? Are you talking about their the role? Their, their, their role swap mid to top laner? He's actually not been a bad top laner either. They don't have a bad team. Limit's been playing better. Zazzy's been a... Zazzy's probably the most underrated mid in the league so far. For at least, for at least this split. Zazzy's been pretty good. Um, XL... I'm not sold on XL, though. XL only wins through their bot lane. Their mid sucks, their top laner stinks, and Kadrol is better than Brock's. Top, top three top laner? I think the top one is Alfari. The second one is, uh, is uh, what's this, the Kavishar? I, I, I don't know. I mean, Kavishar's been playing well recently. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know who I would put it. I really don't know. Outside of Alfari, I guess it's... Oh, Aromi's not been having that bad a split, honestly. Aromi, I mean, again, I think when they put him on a carry, I didn't think he looked good against G2. I did not mm -hmm. like his jacks. So, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't put him on a carry. Mm. I think that's what makes me not want to put him up there. <sighs> hmm. I think Blipple is the best top player in the league, but that's just me. But, you know, I'm just kidding, guys. Um... So, what else team is in the LECs? Oh, yeah, G2. G2 actually bounced back this week. They actually looked pretty good. It's like the best week they've had so far. Really? Yeah. Caps made Nemesis look like a Diamond 5 mid laner. You know? No. no uh, Nemesis not being nice to Diamond 5s, man. Like, being unfair to Diamond 5s. Because the thing with G2 is that they probably had a good week of scrims. It probably translated uh, against Fnatic. Man, uh, let me actually go go to the game super quick because I kind of forgot a lot about it. Because I I've watched it like a few times. Hmm. For Nemesis, Diamond Five was a compliment. Oh my god, you guys are mean to Nemesis. I feel like Nemesis bounced back for two weeks and then just kind of reverted back to what he was before. It was really yeah. sad. Let Stop me talking to LS. This what happened. Huh? <laughs> Stop talking to LS. What the heck? LS is the best yeah. drafter in in this planet. No, oh, I uh, He's second. Like, I, um. All right, so here's <laughs> what I want to say about the G2 versus Fnatic game. Credit to Hillisang. He actually did really well in the early game. He made them both flashes consistently with his uh, hooks on Pike. He actually played pretty well in this game. I think it gets overshadowed by how badly they get stomped later on. I think Reckless and um, Hillisang played well between levels one through four. They look, See, look, he's not doing bad. They're not playing bad. But... The issue here uh -huh. is, well, you have Jin and Pike, and that's also a problem. Like, see, they're, they're blowing his flash, right? You're blowing his heal? Like, come mm -hmm. on. That's not, they're not playing that bad, honestly. This game, specifically. At least for this portion of the game so far. My big thing about it is I don't know how you even manage at the pro level to get in a position where you're able to get hooked by Pike level one. Like, Oh, my lord. Thank you, yeah. Nick. Self-made literally, oh my lord, look at this bronze level shit right here. All right, you, you get everything from him. Leave. You won. He's chunked. What are you doing? 
What's up? I mean, he really. I, I, I feel like. Briefing. Yeah, that's just, I don't know. That's just literally competitive eating or griefing. Sandbagging, whatever you guys call himself. it. I don't understand it. S self made. I feel like that specifically wasn't enough to throw the game away. I really did throw the pace of the game, though. But uh, I it gave their ball lane back priority that they already had lost, though. They, I mean, you can't really take, like, essentially what they were doing is they were trying to get Jin pretty decently ahead, but you were never going to keep the consistent pressure you had in bot lane. Like, Caitlyn Morgana is going to beat Jin Pike every single time. Like, there's I, nothing you can do I, about it. What's but up? Reckless was Camille up in CS, is, like, though. one of the best counters into GA. True. Hmm. Is, is one of the best counters into GP? Oh, yeah, because you can't cleanse it. I think it. it's, That's like, one, one of the, the only champions. Yeah, that can actually yeah. CC him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with exactly. that. I think that's one of the best picks into it. Like, they probably and with the volleyball, lose... such great gank potential. You know, like you can just put the cage in, oh. get the easy Q. It's pretty fair. Oh, Nemesis! I despise, oh. I despise volleybears. Like the the way they volleybears just disgusting with champion. Oh, they just they literally already made it after all the nerfs and stuff. They made it so easy to tower dive, and then they add a champion who can literally just make them not exist. Like I despise what does any how... of the champions do if Camille ult it's just over. Like Yeah, you can't do anything. Draft. There's, there's yeah, that. That, yeah, that's just disgusting. Oh and my it god. Just, it just doesn't nothing you can do. Riot just prefers when, when Riot just prefers when you have no game you have no counterplay. That's what they love that. No counterplay. Tank just See, runs at you and murders your face. Good. When when they they uh Buffed it to where Camille was a jungler, and then they nerfed her so fast because they realized she was the most broken character in the game. <laughs> Who does Lee kick here, though? Like, I don't get... How's he going to get to Caitlyn? Oh, he kicked the Volibear into the team, didn't he? Oh, yeah! yeah People are like, really mad pointless. about that! People are yeah, really mad about that! Bolt out. Who is he going to kick, though? Like, if he kicks Camille, it's Camille. If he kicks Morgana, it's Morgana. If he kicks LeBlanc, it's LeBlanc. The he's volleyball, getting, volleyball. Yeah, if you get Caitlyn, Morgan is going to press shield. Well, he's not getting to Caitlyn either. That's the thing. Yeah. Same with oh, Pike. It, How the fuck's Pike going to get into this team? Like, you what? can't. Yeah, you can't use Lee Sin late game if they have a Morgana because they literally like once you start going in for it, she can shield whoever you're going on. Like the Nemesis package in team. Don't like me. And hopefully he can burst them. Like there's nothing you yeah. can do with Lee Sin in this game. Like you know what? Yeah, that that was funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know why hey, that's so greedy by Caitlyn, by the way. Like, that's just basic fundamental. Look at that shit. He kicked the volleyball to his whole team. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to laugh, but this man literally threw them the game and then it's did it again. My god, this is my Pike's like, Yes, the... we're down. I can be here. What is that? What is that? His <laughs> recall. I, I was looking at the streams version. What was that? That was weird. Oh my god! They're so, my so thing tilted. About, like <laughs> they're yeah. so they're they're mentally destroyed. My, my thing about it is what I like. I've had a problem with self-made Lee Sin for a little bit. I mean, I think at the beginning of the year when he was making, he he is consistently looking for kicks on anybody he can get them on. That's always been his big problem. Like he 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 just yeah. he's a good aggressive jungler who essentially just attacks whatever he sees in front of him when he gets into this this character and that's i mean you already have one of those and hey listen you don't need two of them this man so, is so far ahead he's diving under their tier three turret throwing a chain and it's almost killing them how far ahead that man is draw. 
It's just the sort of yeah. draft where I like actually want to talk to the coach and like understand what his thought process was. Like, Re- where like, do they win? Remember, ever? it's a player ran. It's a player ran team. They can choose whatever the hell they want. They don't even know if it's good. Fuck it. Not <laughs> that, that that moment was really funny because the um the caster said like he's trying to get a redemption kill. He gets it, and then the kid redemption killed him. Like. <laughs> he was saying redemption is in oh like, my god, yeah. yeah. He lived and he walked back into redemption and killed himself. What is that? I mean, he wasn't going to make it out. Beautiful. Really good, LeBlanc. That's really smart being there with 200 health, you fucking donkey. Jeez. Oh my god. You, you must be nice. Just... Yeah, I, I am Good, nice. good I job, Hill is saying. Good job. Good, good <laughs> job. Man. Wasn't even in that. That was, that was a gas in the. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, you find the kick. This is the... Okay, that that kick wasn't a problem because to be fair, he was alone. That's not that bad. What do you mean? Look, the, the the kick right there wasn't that bad because I, I was still looking at the streams version. That's why. Let me see. Uh, he'll say. My big thing about like it, it it just doesn't even look like they're even outmatched player wise. They're just they're, they just like don't do anything with cohesion. Like I don't understand. And like, what is the gin for? Crafted, dude. Is... Like this is just well, crafted. Has no use in this team, and I think they picked a bunch of characters with almost no consistent. Like Pike, for the most part, can't really lead off with E, which is his most consistent form of CC without dying for it. Like you're really kind of stuck in the middle of the team late game when you do that. You have uh, Leeson who can't stun. I mean, who can't kick anybody in the team because they have a Morgana, and you have. I mean. They, I mean, Corky was just terrible. I mean, that was the big thing about it. I think Corky, uh, playing moderately well, could have had been one of the bigger uh, forms of, like, engage they could have used to be able to get onto their team. But he just didn't do anything proper. Like, he literally was worthless. Like, why have they I don't... two scaling champs if Lee? Like, I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, good God. They're that far ahead. Jeez, what do you think about man. it? I feel like maybe they thought because Corky can actually shove in LeBlanc, maybe they wanted to make something happen like bot or topside with him, but they didn't do anything with Corky. Like, I don't, I don't, they understand. couldn't. He was too far they, behind. He was too far behind because he's terrible. <laughs> like, I don't think he's like, has he ever had a good game on Corky? But if you're going to do that, oh lord, better champions oh, to do that anyway. Right? Well, like, maybe he. I have no idea. Like, I'm just trying to somewhat make sense because <laughs> nope, I, this is your answer. It's called the art of hint. It like, doesn't oh, make sense. <laughs> at some sort of way, you can make Corky push in LeBlanc and make him do something. But if you're not going to do that, then there's no reason. <laughs> so the first comment on the video is Hillisang trying to get hit by every more Q in existence. <laughs> it's not even just that. Like, he literally never had a good package. He didn't have a single good package. The only time he got kills were when, like, Caitlyn overshoved in the bot lane and she got picked off. Like, mm-hmm. that was the, the – I mean, they, that happened with top two. But like, Someone I said, like, Reckless is stuck with four inters. I feel so bad for him. This is straight up, like, straight up the only consistent member of this team. Just like Caps is the only consistent member of G2. Like, they really don't – Oh, come on, Yankos. Come on. Someone says, this is I the so-called like greatest rivalry in the I LEC, going 0-7 against one team. I think <laughs> that G2 so much is because Yankos is unarguably the most important member of this team, and he's not playing as well as he is recently. Good God. You suck. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, he is by far the most important. I, I, like, every time G2 has popped off on the international stage, Yankos has been the centerpiece to why they've succeeded. 
And mm. I don't know why that mm. family guy thing right now. What was that? I'm a huge Fnatic fan, but Selfman and Hilly have been running it down lately. Duo losing games for Fnatic. If Reckless just had a better team, he would win Worlds easily. I don't agree with that. And, and then someone and then someone says a late April Fool's joke. <laughs> like I agree that he would. They would do a lot better in in EU, but winning Worlds is a stretch. Match oh the, yeah, uh, match of the week right there. Match of the week, the best rivalry in the LEC, and they're zero and seven against their rivals. That's why Ocelot always makes fun of them because of that. Okay, like, guys, like, growing up how I grew up, a rival is not someone who loses to you consistently. A rival is someone who can challenge you, can beat you at your best. They're a, that's a rival. They have 0-7 this year alone. Are you growing up like you grew up? You're making your childhood sound like Naruto. What? Back in my day. You suck. Like, Back I, in my day. I'm good. You this is how I feel about it. Don't with yourself, asshole. I'm not that stupid. Just for that, I'm going to spend my whole childhood eating what I want and doing drugs when I want. Whatever, I do what I want. <laughs> Dude, I don't think the Los Angeles Clippers versus the Minnesota Timberwolves is a rivalry because the Timberwolves are always Cleveland. I mean, it's just too easy, you know? Oh, yeah, true. And then you have the... <laughs> and then against the Celtics, Jay, uh, Jason Tatum is, like, the only thing good about them right now. Oh, <laughs> God. But, you know, nevertheless, all right, so that's pretty much it for the LEC. Uh, Fnatic, uh, they're most likely not going to make playoffs. I, I I just don't see it right now. They might go 3-0. and zero. I could also have sex with Scarlett Johansson. But, you know, that probably is not going to happen. So, is- you never know, honestly. You never know. No? I, I, I kind of no. know the answer to that one, actually. Okay. You I think suck. I could. You suck. <laughs> All right. So let's go to our LEC. Just kidding. Let's go to our LCS jungler tier list. So oh, yeah. in in A tier, I have Closer and Blabber. B tier, Santorans, Finscaren, Dardock. C tier, Contra. Before you're supposed to go one at a time, you weirdo. I I I'm like play. Oh my god. Can I, can I like? Are you? Good guys, this is what he does all the time. Ever, like, have you ever seen a list where somebody goes through the entire list before they say it? And they explain their choices. I've never seen that in my life. Oh my goodness. Then your life needs a lot of love. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. So um, let me go since I was rudely interrupted. Oh my God. A tier, Closer and Blabber. B tier, Centaurin, Svenskar, and Dardock. C tier, Contract, Smithy, Broxa. F tier, Wiggly and Spica. And Wiggly's above Spica because Spica's just awful. Cricket. I, I, I think my big thing about it. We have the same think, list, don't we? It was it was a really big toss up for me between Spick and Wiggly, but I think Spick has had too many good games in comparison to Wiggly, so I had to swap him around. But Spick has had a game where he's he's picked two champions and, and just ran it down. I don't think Wiggly's, Wiggly's ever did that. Wiggly hasn't had a single good game in the in the past two splits. But at least he's not ever useless. Spick is just useless. Wiggly is useless every game. I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> There's been some games where he's had some impact, some like, negative impact. Negative impact, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> but Spica, remember the Kane game where he just did nothing, just picked it, ran, that was the first game he ever came in, and I was like, that and is. And he did it again uh, with Olaf. He invaded career. two games of Olaf, and he was straight up dog shit. I, I don't yeah. know. I would say Wiggly's better. Games, that's what I'm saying. I would say Wiggly's better. He's had some decently okay, okay games. I don't know, man. I've never seen it. Like, I'd go... Wait, what's up? Oh, I like the LCL. Okay, I'd go S tier is Blabber. Okay. You want me to put Closer up there? Uh, S tier. 
No, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I think Blabber's just better than Closer. Like S tier is would be Blabber, and then A tier would be. I'm putting people in S tier. Oh, I was Centaurin like and Broxer, and then. Okay. B tier would be Closer. C tier would be Jesus Christ. This is hard. They're so bad. I think C- it's hard to. C-tiers between Broxuck, Smithy, Contracts, unless you want to throw in Acadian and Medios, but they're not actually playing right now. I feel like the only people you – like, Santorin and Svenskeren are tier above, like, the middle-tier teams. Like, Closer is the second-best jungler. Then I go, I think Santorin and Svenskeren are a step above everybody else. At that I think point. Santorin's solidified third think, because Svenskeren's games have looked rather int. Santorin's worse? I mean, Closer's I, worse. I think Closer's worse than Santorin. I think he's probably – on the same tier as Broxer and Svenskaren, probably. I think Broxer is probably the eighth best jungle in the league. And that's just I, I I just don't like the thing about it is I do think a lot of these middle tier junglers kind of throw their games away. But at the very least, you can actually say that with like on their teams without them, a lot of their games would not have been won. Like if you look a lot of the games that uh contracts had against the contracts against uh Cloud Nine without that again. It was mostly because Olaf had to go into a team that wasn't designed to beat him. But without like like contracts on that team, they would 100 percent lost to Cloud Nine that time. I don't think they would also not have any more wins because Medios was just had a game like that, which is the big reason yeah. I can't put him up too high. Like Dardoch, when he first came into the team, he straight up like they started winning, even though again he made a lot of his classic mistakes where he just walks into the enemy jungler with no vision and just gets picked <laughs> off. At the same time. He consistently, before they kind of transitioned their style into skirmish style, he was he was forcing early game aggressive jump like ganks and was able to get the lane started at the very least. But now again, like I feel like that kind of ever since the playstyle of the team has kind of transitioned into this like forced forced skirmish style that they saw the top two teams doing, I would have to put Dardoch below contracts. Like, but I think Brox just hasn't done anything. Like he 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 doesn't feed, and that's the big thing about it. But if you a, don't, but like, just because you're not feeding doesn't mean you're being impactful towards your team either. It doesn't mean that. I agree with that. And mm. it, it, it's a big reason as to why I can't put him, like, it's it's hard for me to put him below most of the junglers because he just I just doesn't haven't seen any, anything S tier related. That's why it's not like I was neglecting S tier. I just didn't see anything S tier related from Blabber only because they started recently kind of falling off and that impacted him not being an S tier. He would have been S tier, but the been. last few games. Yeah, it's fine. Honestly, if you want to put, if we're putting it, are we putting it into perspective of like the the rankings? If just purely NA or just like in 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 terms of like junglers around the world? This is okay, just that, for North America. This split. If we put him, I don't even think there's like an A tier jungler in NA. I don't think anybody is Dude, close. Then you'd have to put like half them in F tier, man. Like I, I know that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's, it's really frustrating because I think jungling is this the significantly the weakest role in NA. And I don't think anybody really is is substantially better than everybody else. I think Blabber and Closer are still my favorites. I mean, I do see what your point is. That I think Closer, some games just doesn't have an impact, which is a big problem. And some games, he, uh, I think he's their whole team. That's what like he's their I whole think, team though. I mean, he's, I he's jungling's probably the worst in the worst role in China as well. I don't think there's many good junglers. Like in my there opinion. Are, I think there's a like, few. They have car like Cars is kind of a stretch. Uh, I think Kass is very good. I think Ning is actually playing Kass better. Kanavi is good. Um, I don't think Tian's <laughs> that good. Tian's very, not very good. Tian's falling off a cliff. Oh my god! Is the only like 
Again, SFM is an objective-based jungler, which is kind of weird for me to say. I don't really like those too often, but again, I still think he's a moderately decent. Like he's a pretty great jungler, actually. I don't want to say moderately decent. I think he's better than everybody Peanut? in the nation. Peanuts actually Peanut been playing a lot better. The best I'm saying. Kanavi is the best jungler. You're right. I mean, I Kanavi think insanely good. Kanavi is the best jungler. I think that SFM is decent. I think Kars is decent. Kanavi. Yes, yeah. Yeah, just, Peanut's been Peanut's had a good split so far. He's I mean, had I a think, good split. I think jungling might be the weakest role in China, but that's because every single other role on in China is just incredible. ADC, <laughs> every single yeah. one of them. It, it's it's hard to like what role is like just really that bad in China. Like they're they're uh, supports. They have PP God. They have uh what's his name from EDG? Mako. Mako. They have all these these jung- like supports who've really like either re- re- revitalized their career or they've made a career just starting the split they have mid laners like knight they have mid laners like rookie and uh, what's it called icon icon's not that bad yeah adc's like jackie love and other stuff best is mid second best is ad third is top fourth support and then their worst is jungle i think but yeah, their junglers I, are actually kind of weak though this split i think their junglers are actually kind of weak not junglers. Jungler? Well, junglers maybe, but if I want to make an argument, I would say their support position has been looking kind of lackluster recently. PP God is like one of the best players in the league right now. Outside of him and Mako and I mean, I could Ming? Play, like, I, I think it's – I mean, even Balong has been playing re- relatively well recently. But he's, he just came in. I, I can't count. He just came in. He hasn't been playing that much, actually. I mean, he's played like say, five games, four. Mm-hmm. Sword Art. Sword Art actually looks pretty good. Sword Art looked really well with SFM. Like, yeah. I think that he really, like, he was only a bard one trick in the first split, which really frustrated <laughs> me. Because we know he's made for playmaking supports like Alistar and shit like that. But those are my jungling tier list for the LCS 2020 summer split. Oh, good woman. Once again, for those of you guys who are watching the VOD, I, I had no S tiers because the reason why I can't put Blabber in the S tiers is because the recent games where he's looked pretty bad. And also before that, there were some questionable games where he played Lee Sin and just kind of just randomly go on and just level one invade and die and i was like okay that's not as timber material but closer blabber a tier b tier centaurans finscaren dark and then you have c tier contracts and smithy broxa and then wiggly and spicker f you just f you can rearrange them doesn't matter they both stink uh i had smithy over broxa because smithy and contracts are at least having an impact to how their teams are playing broxa is just walking around on graves and autoing things if you want to give me a lot of money to do that i can do that too you can um, do that. I disagree. <laughs> Santorin and Svenskaren. Okay, so I have... Actually, if you want to make an argument, you could put Dardock over Svenskaren. You actually can. Because Svenskaren's had some pretty suspect weeks so far. Uh... The problem with you is the problem. Like, I, even their top-tier teams right now are struggling so much. Like, I think EU is definitely better than, like, NA, but they look significantly weaker than China right now. Like, in every single aspect. Like, even... even their else, only good team is, what, Mad Lions right team, now? As much as people don't want to say it, I think the LCK looks substantially better than like Damalon would probably wipe the floor with everybody in EU right now. Like I think so probably is... what do you mean probably? Probably is no no, they're going to do it. This I don't is want to go that far. Like again, we've seen like EU is definitely one of the craftiest roles, I mean regions in the world in terms of just they're they're the most adaptable out of everybody. And I'll give them credit for that. But uh it, it really it's really just not looked great for them this split. I feel like it, they've struggled a lot recently. I think a lot of their top tier teams have really showed major flaws in their gameplay. Like, I think Fnatic resurgitated for like a week, 
and then they just just <laughs> fell off the planet. It's just like, because of LS. LS ruined this team. <laughs> but LS should have played for everything. If you think, I think uh, because Whipple and Nemesis and are good friends with um, LS, so they blame him. <laughs> I think uh, uh, China are above and beyond every other region in terms of individual players, but in terms of yeah. macro, in terms of China. drafting, man, like... Fucking China. Uh, China, in terms of individual players, mm-hmm. they're above and beyond every other region, but in terms of macro, in terms of, in terms of drafting, fucking terrible. <laughs> I agree. Well, I mean, they literally just fight until, like, Somebody but, eventually gives up. Like they, well, you can they, say this. You can say this. They've always been consistent with that. They've never changed. At least they're I mean, consistent with doing that. That's that's been their play style. Consistently <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the macro has never been this. Like this, the most macro oriented team they've really had in the last like twenty years has been like EDG like, from twenty fifteen. Just like it, it, like just. Ever I since, think like, JDG has an essence of macro. The reason that JDG has that is because essentially they have the slowest paced team in all of China, and they just are forced to play around uh, team fights because of that. Like mm-hmm. they literally know they have the best teams, and if they make it to team fights, there's no one in the world that can beat them. And that's why they've kind of slowed down the pace of their game. And like they're they're literally like I don't know how they survive in China with how fast paced it is, but China can't do anything because of like again they've struggled a little bit recently. But for the most part, like they, they've succeeded so much in China just because of the, the talent that they've had on their roster. A lot of people have said that, Nick. Rai killed macro basically. Macro in like season like seasons ago, dude. It wasn't even last season. It wasn't this season. Like it's been um, gone. Like, let's it's say been season after Worlds 2018, the macro that we know and love or we used to play is gone. I'd say after Worlds 2018. That's what I would say. I want to point out the reason that everything is like this. 2018 is no after Worlds 2018. Before, that's what I'd say. Probably before that, to be completely honest. Hmm. Uh, I guess that, that was like the biggest noticeable tournament where it was just like dragons. Yeah, because you, you're essentially. I mean, the thing about dragons is you're not forced to fight those two dragons. The first two dragons are essentially you give those away. You 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 have the ability to not contest those. It's mm-hmm. it's just if you give that third one up. If you don't contest that third one, is is the point where you're like literally forced to blind check something and that's where you don't want to be in a situation like that but uh giving up the first two drag like stats wise they're terrible like each each one of the dragons besides maybe the cloud drake is is not really that good like of an impact early in 30 22 minute soul drake yeah i mean yeah it's it's possible but, uh, like literally start. late game now is considerably two items 30 but minutes is that that's late game late game is I, 30 minutes well i'm just i'm just saying if you if you give up the dragons I give up something for the dragons. You're losing a lot of gold around the map, and you're you're probably a little bit far behind. I mean, it doesn't happen because it doesn't happen as often as like it, you can expect it to. But I mean, giving up uh, objectives for a, a dragon around the map is not the best uh, solution in the early game. I don't think you want to put too much effort. Like if you if it, it spends too much resources to contest that dragon, like if you're going to lose like a mass amount of uh What's it called? If you're going to expend a TP for it and, and, and there's no T fight, you don't want to do that. If you're going to lose uh, plates for it in the top lane, it's worthless. Like, unless you're going to get a pretty decent team fight out of it, I don't think getting the first two dragons is the most essential thing. I think it's good to have. But, I mean, again, a lot of the teams aren't going to benefit too much from the, the 3% of resistances you're going to get from it. One item, All right. Having one item is super early. If you are good at fighting, you auto win. One item, what do you mean? 
Like a lot of the players, I mean, ADC still is kind of worthless with one idol. You mean like, uh, I don't know, like there's not too many, eight, like maybe Corky pops off with one item, but even then, now that he started building tier, it takes two items for him to get tier. I mean, get a uh, Trinity Force. All right, like, so the last thing I want to cover before we go, because I'm kind of tired, is Worlds 2020 is going to happen. They're going to do a bubble system like the uh, NBA. So, yeah, at least we get Worlds this year. I mean, they've been doing that for the past, like, six months, dude. It's not surprising. It's definitely, like, I I, I just never could see them canceling Worlds. The only reason why I said they might have was because it was just too bad. Like, we were at, like, the peak COVID moment. So that's why I assumed they would, they would cancel it. But, you know, at, at least the bad. games will be right. Thanks. Thank you, USA. But um, the, at least the games will be played, played on stage. A lot of people want that, so some teams might be playing better on Stacey. You might see C9 making World Semis, right? Why did Ch China I'm mean, win? Riot choose China over Korea? It's the 10th anniversary. And so Tencent owns League. And Tencent owns China. Yeah, but we created oh the HTMA. Yeah, if we're going to go down that path of the 10th anniversary, like, what said, did China have to do with it? China wasn't there. Viewer base, that's all it is. That's all it is. That's really what it is. Did I say ten? Oh my God, Lord! Tencent owns China. No, Tencent owns Riot. Sorry about that, guys. It's late. China owns Tencent. That's how it works. <laughs> All right, so that's it, guys. Um, if you guys are watching us as a vod, just make sure you like the video, comment down below. This is every single Monday. Uh, that's Today's always. Tuesday. Well, would have been every single Monday, but these guys were like, "I'm busy having sex with girls." Like, come on, you know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I said that. Yeah, that <laughs> wouldn't make much sense. <laughs> but you know, it's been fun having KG on, and uh, hopefully, uh, Mr. Buff Guy wants to have him on more. What? What? All right. So, uh, see you guys later. Like, comment, subscribe. Most of on more. Okay. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Most of all, enjoy. I'm a Nightwing. Way of Esports is signing out, guys. See you guys next Monday or Tuesday. Most likely it's Monday. This week was just really, 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 really busy for me. But yeah, uh, hopefully C9 can uh, go 2-0 and get out of their right. slump. That's all I can ask for. Hopefully they can play for first place. They can only play for first place if TL and TSM start losing their games this week. And TL and TSM face each other. So, just saying. And Double F has a hot girlfriend. Just want to throw that in there. Thank you for throwing that in there. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, See you guys. I, I would know. Goodbye. Have a good day. Peace. Yeah. See you, man. Uh, my